following is a podcast from Echo, a student ministry at Victory Family Church. We meet every Saturday at 6 p.m. and Sundays at 10 a.m. For more info, check us out on Instagram at echo.victory. Hey, Echo, how are we feeling today? Are we awake? Are we ready? Hey, can we do something real quick? My friends, my guys, if you don't mind, could we all stand up? We're just going to go over there. We're going we're gonna to fit in right with the, on the girls section. The reason why we're going to do that is we're just going to condense as a family. And I don't want the girls to have to get up because we're gentlemen. So let's just go ahead. Let's move on over real quick. And all the girls are like, thank you, Jesus. I didn't have to get up. God's good. Amen. Awesome. How you guys feeling today? Good. Who, who's awake? Who's wide and awake today? Okay, like three of us. All right, all right. Hey, I'm so excited. If this is your first time to Echo, I just wanted to take a moment and I want to welcome you and remind you that you belong in your family. We, we got a lot to cover today and uh, in a very short amount of time. So what I want us to do is if you're a note taker, note takers are, yeah, so note takers are history makers. Go ahead and get out your phone. Get out a piece of paper, whatever it is, take notes, um, but please don't sit in here and don't take notes, because God's word is so powerful, and we're going to go through the Bible real quick, we're going to jump into Mark chapter 16, somebody say Mark, okay, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, so go jump into Mark chapter 16, and here's what we're going to read about today. We're going to be learning about the resurrection of Jesus. Hey, guys, do you mind if you, if you all hop up out of that section and scooch over here to these two? Thank you so much. I'm so sorry to make you do that. Uh, but we're jumping in. We're going to jump into Mark chapter 16. We're learning about Jesus' resurrection. Now, now, this is, if you don't know who Jesus is, let me just tee you up real quick. Jesus, he is the Messiah. Jesus is he is the God-man, okay? And so he came to save all humanity, everyone in this room, the whole entire world from sin and death. That's Jesus. Now let me give you some quick context real quick on what we're about to read. I'm going to set us up for the passage we're about to read in a moment. So, so real quick, this is, the, this is right after the Garden of Gethsemane. Now the Garden of Gethsemane was where Jesus prepared himself for the journey that he was about to take to the cross. And, and we're going to be reading after the crucifixion, after Jesus died on the cross, we're picking up at the empty tomb. So that's where we are. So the garden is where he prepared himself for the journey. And when Jesus died and said, it is finished, on the cross, that was him saying, listen, there's no more striving. There's no more you trying to get in all good with God. No, you're already good with God. Because of what I did on the cross, you good. Like, you good. Y'all right? You good. That's what Jesus did on the cross. And, and so we are in good with God. Anybody thankful that Jesus died on the cross for you so you didn't have to? Come on, that's pretty awesome. By the way, if this is your first time here, we like to be loud and proud. If I'm preaching good, just go ahead and, and holler. Come on. Preach it, white boy. Holla at your boy. If I'm preaching bad, you just keep going. Holla at your boy. Come on. Preach it, white boy. So you can be loud. You can clap. It's okay to have some energy. Who likes to have fun in church? I do. I do. So I just want to encourage you with that. So if you hear something that's encouraging you, go ahead and let me know. Um, so, so on Friday, he passed away. 
Now what we're about to read, this is, this is Sunday, it's early in the morning, and some ladies that had been rolling with Jesus, some ladies, they, they, this was their custom, this was their duty to take care of Jesus' body, and so some ladies that were rolling with him, they get to the tomb, and now let's find out what the Bible says. Watch this, here it is, it's going to come up on the screen. If you're with me, say yeah. So Mark chapter 16, verse 1, when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Siloam brought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. And they were saying to one another, who, who will roll away this stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? I just, I love this. This is so, this is so, who, who is going to help me sort my problems? Who, they're, they're filled with anxiety. They've got some questions of like, the stone is so big. This is such a big problem. They can't sort it out themselves. They're, they start bickering back and forth. And who, who is? I just love God because everything that you're complaining about right now, he's already gone, done before you and solved the problem. This is so big. I wonder right now if you're worrying about at school, who's gonna, who you're going to fit in with. I wonder if you're worrying about right now, what table are you going to find at lunch that's going to accept you? I wonder right now if you're wondering who in this room is going to accept me into their group. I just wonder. Who is going to do this for me? And Jesus has already done fix the problem in your world. I just wonder. And so this is what the Bible says. Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And they looked up and they saw the stone had been rolled back. And it was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe. This was a tailgate sign that this was the supernatural. This is a sign that this is not the normal. Because no man would, no young man would be dressed in an all-white robe. Young people are dressed in black jeans and Chelsea boots. Come on, holla at your boy. <laughs> so you know this is an angel. You already know. They saw a young man sitting on the right side dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. And they said to them, and he said to them, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He's not here. This is, this right here is the announcement that would prove that Jesus was not a good man. This is the announcement that would prove that Jesus was the God man. That he is not here. Why? Because he has risen. Just as he said he would. Just as he said he did, he is risen. He is risen from the grave. He's not here. He is risen. And see the place where they laid him, but go tell the disciples and Peter. Go tell the disciples. Make sure. The angel gave specific instruction. He said, listen, Mary. Listen, Mary Magdalene. Listen, I, you, you, got, you got to hear me. You got to hear me. Go and tell the disciples and Peter. Make sure you tell Peter that he is going to go before you to Galilee, and there you will see him just as he said you would. I want to preach a message today on our fall kickoff. And you could write down the title of our message today, the title of our talk. You can write this down. It's called, Won't He Do It? Yeah, won't he do it? Go ahead, turn to your neighbor and tell him, won't he do it? <laughs> With a little bit of country, you know what I'm mean? saying? Like, won't he do it? Yeah, all right, I'm going to have a lot of fun. I hope you guys are with me. I hope you're tracking because we're, we're about to jump in. All right, listen, so, so this is what we're going to believe for today. I believe 100% with everything in me that God is bigger than your problems. And you might have walked in today on our fall kickoff. You might be feeling like you've got big 
problems. You might, you might feel like there's addiction in your home. Maybe some of your parents are dealing with some stuff. Maybe there's sorrow in your world. Maybe you're dealing with loneliness. Maybe you got some anxiety. I, I don't know what you're facing. Maybe there's a tragedy in your world that has just happened. But I want to encourage you today that whatever the problem you have, it isn't bigger than God. Like Jesus is bigger than your problem. In fact, your problem pales in comparison to how big our God is. And the resurrection proof, the resurrection is proof. The power of the cross and what Jesus did is proof. Remember that Jesus, his last enemy was death. Like his biggest foe was death. And so I want to tell you that if, he, if Jesus can defeat death, then surely he can defeat whatever you're going against. Whatever's going on in your world. That, that he is bigger, he is stronger, he is greater. Come on, he is better. Does anybody believe that today, that his power is bigger than your problem? My dude's in the back all the way over there so far. You believe that? Give me a holler at your boy. All right. You guys are so far. Can you all scooch in? Like, well, come on. Just come down here. Come down here. You guys are too far. Whole family's over here. We're a family. Nobody's alone. Family's over here. Family's over here. Family's over here. The Bible says to cast our cares on him because he cares for us. Anything that you're going through, his power is bigger than your problem. And that's why the Bible says in, in Philippians 3, 10, it says, oh, that I may know him and the power of the resurrection. There is power. you got to be one powerful person to be dead. Three days later, you're getting up from the grave. Like, so if he can defeat death, then whatever you're going through, he can defeat it. He can defeat your issue. Amen to that? Y'all with me today? We a little distracted? <laughs> I'm sorry. That, that laugh, it just came out deep. <laughs> so quick. <laughs> yes. I love you so much. You're awesome. Listen, I, I just I came to encourage you today. That's my goal is to encourage you. Can we bow our heads and we're just going to pray? Father, we come before you in Jesus' name and we thank you for today. We thank you that you are stronger, Lord, that you're merciful, that you're kind and you're loving. And we remind our soul and our situation who you are is who you say you are. And you, you do what you say you're going to do. Today, God, we're, we're thanking you so much and we're asking that on our fall kickoff, Help us to not be overwhelmed by our situation, our circumstances, or our problems, God. But help us to be overwhelmed with the reality of the power of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells within us today. And we thank you for it as a church. We thank you for the resurrection power, Lord, that it dwells in the Pittsburgh Steelers. In Jesus' name, today's going to be a good day. Huh? Can I just get an amen? A powerful amen? Hey. We're going to jump right in. <laughs> we are praying for you so much. Listen, we, we are, we're going to jump right in today. And we're going to be, we're going to be looking at this resurrection story. This is such a big deal. And uh, you can write down number one. I love this about the resurrection story. I'm going to give us three quick thoughts. Number one is, is this, this is so good because it's good news for anyone thought that it was over. The last can become first. So the resurrection story is so cool to me because, because it is filled with people that have problems and issues like you and I do. Like one of the key things that we've got to remember and that we've got to understand about this story that we just read is that, that when, when they walk in, they see an angel in a white robe. And the person that gets to hear this good news first, the very first person, her name is 
This lady's name is Mary Magdalene. Now, Mary Magdalene, she's at the tomb. Mary Magdalene, she has, she has come to take care of his body. Mary Magdalene hears the angel say he is not here. He is risen from the dead just as he said that he would. He's alive. Mary Magdalene. Like, where are all the perfect people at? Where, where are all the Christians that have all their stuff together? Mary Magdalene, this is a lady, just in case you didn't know, this is a lady that was once filled with seven demons. This is a lady like, like what is the lady that used to have seven demons doing at the tomb? Seven demons. Hearing a report from the angel, this woman, like seven demons. You got to be into some messed up stuff, you walking around, got seven demons in you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's that intense. It's, it's such a big deal. And Mary Magdalene, she had seven demons. And all of a sudden, she's the one in the story, in the resurrection story. This is her. Yeah, because the good news of the gospel is this, is that you're not too far out of it. You're never too far gone. Right? I love this. Everybody thought that she should be last, but Jesus says, no, 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 no. I've got the last say. She's going to be the one to hear the good news. Like, it's good news for people thought that they were too far gone. Like, if you're somebody that you felt like you were written off, that it's over, no, 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 no. Like, this is such a big deal. You ought to praise because, because everybody that thought that, that you should be last, Jesus says, I put you first in my world. Only God can do that. Only God can take someone that is broken, that is messed up like you and I, and, and when everybody thought it was over, Jesus says, no, I've got the last say. Look, I don't know what you've got going on in your world. But it's not too far gone. It's not too far bad. Like you are not messing around and dabbling in things that God can't cover, that God can't heal, that God can't free, that God can't deliver. He is bigger than your problem. He is bigger than your sin. He is bigger than your situation. It's a good place to say come on or clap or preach it, white boy. It's okay. We can have fun. Like come on, the last get to be first. You might be here and you might be like, yeah, man, but Ben, you don't know. You don't know the situation I have. Like, you don't know where I've gone. You don't know what I've touched. You don't know what I've looked at or, or what's going on in my world. My past is so big. It ain't bigger than Jesus. It's not bigger than the resurrection power. Like, like if he can heal a lady with seven demons, seven demons, then surely he can deliver you from anything that's going on in your world. Now the gospel was so good because people, people that thought, how come she would be the one at the tomb? He's so good. He's like, no, 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 fam. Look, you got to hear me, family. You got to hear me. Because the, the one that thought everybody was, that was so messed up, I want to prove my glory. She's the one that, that come on, I want the first, she's got to be the first one to hear it. The announcement comes to Mary Magdalene. Now I've got a second thought, and you could go ahead and write this down. Number two is, the good news, it's good news for the doubters. This is good news for the doubters that there's a second chance coming. I'm going to read you all the details in a moment, but one of my favorite guys in the story of the resurrection, in the resurrection story is a guy named Thomas. Now, now Thomas, he had been rolling with Jesus. He, he had been rolling with the crew. And so Thomas, when, when, when Jesus dies on the cross, Thomas and all the other guys, they kind of scatter. They go all over the place. And so a long story short, when they, when they bring the announcement and when Jesus reveals himself that, hey, I, I've risen, Thomas is not there. 
He's not there. Thomas has started to doubt that Jesus has got up from the grave. Thomas has started to doubt his faith. Thomas is saying things, he goes, hey guys, unless I see it, unless I touch it, with my own, if, if I don't see with my own two eyes, I ain't going to believe it. Listen, I ain't going to believe some talker. I'm not going to believe some preacher. I'm not just going to listen to a podcast and all of a sudden be all in. Unless I see it, then I'm going to believe it for myself. For me, I've got to touch it. I've got to see it. I've got to feel it. God is so big. Jesus, he is so awesome that the Bible says that, that they're all sitting around this house one day. And Jesus doesn't walk in the door. No, he walks through the wall. Come on, somebody, just like Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah, like just comes running in. And, and I just love this because God is so big that he won't come in the conventional way. Sometimes God will show up in, in the unconventional way, the way that you would least expect it, just so he can show up and say, I love you. I am for you. You are called. You are all I can think about. And he wants to reveal his power. He's like, I'm coming after you. I've come to bring you not one chance, but come on, a second chance. I just love this about Jesus, because when Jesus shows up and he comes up to Thomas, he's, he's not put off by Thomas's doubt. Like, like, he's not frustrated with Thomas and his doubting. Some of us are, we're, we're, we're here and we're like, yeah, you know, I don't know about heaven. Yeah, you know, this whole Jesus thing, like, this whole church thing, this religion, like, you know, I... I I just don't know. And some, some of you, your, your family gets frustrated because you've got these questions and, and these things and, and, and the stuff that comes up and, and questions and concerns about faith. But can I tell you that God's not put off? God's not concerned. God's not frustrated with you doubting. God's not frustrated with your, and, and upset with your questioning. God has enough grace and enough mercy and enough space that he can handle your sin and he can handle your questions. I just, I love this because it's good news for the doubters that, that God doesn't look at doubters as haters. He looks at doubters as opportunities. God, God, God looks at doubters as, as one that he can come and rescue and he can show up in your world and he can walk through a wall and he doesn't come in and say it in a way like, Oh, oh, really, Thomas? Really? Oh, yeah, you a, you a hater. Mm. No, 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 it's not the spirit of Jesus. He says it as a humble servant. Like, he says, Thomas, put your hand on my side. Like, put your hand on my side. Like, I don't know one guy here today that's like, come here, you don't believe me? Put your hand on my side, right here. Like, that's it. It's the spot. It's the good spot. Like, that's the spot. Like, I don't know one guy that's, like, comfortable doing that. But Jesus, that's funnier than you all thought. I just want you to know. Okay. But Jesus like, this is my good spot. Come here. Touch my side. Touch my hands. Touch my, see my feet. And he's not upset with Thomas. He gives him a second chance to believe. And faith is this beautiful journey that God doesn't just come into your world. One time you get one shot to get it right. No, 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 no. He's so good that he keeps showing up. He's it, it, a second time, third time. Fourth time, he's, he's big enough to handle your questions and your concerns. His grace is sufficient. So there's, there's a second chance, even for doubters. It's okay. And the third thing, I just, I love this about the resurrection story. We're going to close on this. And I just love this so much. It's good, good news for the mistaken. That it's the beginning, not the end. Like for, for anybody who has mistakes, 
in their life and in their world. And I don't know about you, but I got a ton of them. This is good news for the mistaken. So many of us think that our mistakes define us. So many of us think that that night, that situation, that, that environment, that decision that I made, the decision that someone made to me is going to define me. I got to tell you, it's not going to be with you for the rest of your life because the resurrection story gives me hope and it reminds me that though I made a mistake, I'm not a mistake. That though I may have had mistakes that have happened to me, they don't define me. Jesus defines me. He's going to define my story. He's going to define my identity. He defines my reputation. Like I'm not defined by that night. I'm not defined by that relationship. I'm not defined by that person or that place or that environment. I'm defined by, by Jesus. I'm defined by something bigger and greater. His name is Jesus Christ. I'm just thankful. I'm thankful you all clapping. That's what I'm thankful for. No, but I'm, th I'm thankful for Jesus because, because the resurrection story, the power of it is that it marks, it's not the mark of the end, it's the mark of the beginning. Like I love Peter. I just love this. What did the angel say? He said, okay, guys, listen, I've been sent by God. Like this is definitely a God thing. God sent me because I'm in a white robe. I would have been in black ripped jeans, Chelsea boots, but like, you know, God sent me. I'm here. Here I am. And listen, I want you to go tell the disciples and Peter. Make sure you run and tell Peter. Why Peter? Like, where are the perfect people at in this story? Where are the good Christians at? Where are the people that have it all good together? God is so concerned. He's like, no, listen, go find Peter. Peter, the one that just denied me three times. Peter, the one that has left the church. He's now against God. He's on his way back to the boat, back to his old lifestyle. Come on, go find him and tell him, I don't hold him to this. I don't define him by his mistakes. I define him by who I call him to be. This is not the end of his life. This is the beginning of his life. I just love this about Jesus because he doesn't define us by our mistakes. He is bigger than your problem. Like, you might be like, yeah, but bro, I made a fumble. Like, I got some big, like, you don't even know how bit bad it is. You don't even know the situation I got going on. Like, it's the worst of the worst. And Jesus, he sends a message to you, and he's like, go tell church people and you. Go tell church people and you. In fact, I believe this, that if you would ask God right now, I believe that, that he would say to take out Peter's name today in this story and put your name in place. I really believe that because we serve the type of God that leaves the 99 perfect people and goes after the one. That's the God that we serve in this story. It just happens to be Peter. It just, it, it just happens to be Peter. He's lost in his brokenness and in his in, indecision and all of his mistakes. And, and he's lost in this sin. And yet Jesus says, go and find him. In fact, we will find him on the shore in a boat. And Jesus will call him by name, restore him, and put him back. Because he's proving that this is not the end of your life, Peter. This is the beginning of your life. Everybody else wants to say that you're a mess up, that you screwed it all up. And, and I want to tell you that I've called you, I've chosen you, I've anointed you, I've graced you, I've made you for such a time as this. You can go ahead and clap some more. It's okay. Because this is not the end of your story. This is the beginning of your story. And I just love that about Jesus. And the worship team, you can come and join me. I just love this about Jesus because in this story, like, like, you would think that the resurrection story would be filled with people that have it all together. 
Like you would think that, that you, they, there would be so many people that are so faithful, upright, good, and loving. Like where are the perfect people at? Where are the perfect people at in this story? They're not there. Because guess what? They don't exist. Like where are the perfect people at in this room? They're not here. They're not here because they don't exist. We've all been doubting Thomas. We've all been, been Peter and we've denied Jesus. We've all been Mary Magdalene filled with all of these issues that we never thought we'd get caught up in. But yet here we are. And yet Jesus showed up and he said, you first. You, second chance. You come here. I, I got enough love and space for you. Come, come here. All of us. Resurrection power is the proof that Jesus is just getting started. It's amazing to me that the first three people in this story were, were, that, that he puts in this people are, that he puts in this story are people that you and I can relate with. Like Mary Magdalene, I have been, I've been, like there's been seasons in my life where I've been so messed up, and I didn't know I was messed up in the time, but, but then Jesus showed up in my world and was like, no, 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 there's some things we got to work on, but listen, I put you first in my world. I love you, and, and we're, we're going to work through this together. Like, I've had doubts. I've had questions and fears. And Jesus has showed up, and he had enough grace to say, come here, touch my side. Come here, look, look at my hands. Look at my feet. Like, I'm, I'm big enough for your world. Like, I have, there's been, I got to tell you, there's been times in my life where I have felt such pain, like such hurt. And I didn't know, like, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I don't know how I'm going to, I, like, I don't know how I'm going to work through this. Like, this summer, my wife and I lost our baby. Like, I got to tell you, it just, like, it wrecked us inside. It was so hard. And I'm like, surely, God, like, I, like, I don't know. But God, God, he's like, this is not the end. This isn't the end. And he said, no, 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 no. Just like he did Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? Because this is just the beginning. So I listen, I know that you've got problems. Because look around this room, this whole, this whole room's got problems. We all have problems. There's not a perfect person in here. We're not a church of perfect people. They don't exist. Some of us are like, yeah, but, but bro, I got a lot of problems. Listen, it's all right. Because his power is bigger than your problems. And I think the question today isn't how big your problem is. The question today is how big your God is. Because my God is bigger than any problem in this room. My God is bigger than sickness. My God is bigger than disease. My God is bigger than brokenness. My God is bigger than loneliness. My God is bigger than anxiety, depression, hate. My God is big enough. He's got enough space and enough grace. Oh, I wish you'd stand to your feet. I wish you'd give God some praise today because his grace is sufficient. Come on up. Let's worship Jesus with everything we got. Let's praise God and chase after his heart today. Come on.